You're listening to Outlandish Outcasts at outlandishoutcasts.com. Welcome to Outlandish Outcasts. I'm your host, Al. With me, as always, is Desi. How are you doing tonight, Desi? You need to restart that. Why? Did you not hear me sucking down my drink no, on purpose? No, I didn't purpose? hear a thing. I was right up to the mic, too. I didn't hear a thing. I was like... No? No. Could you hear that? No. There's nothing even like... That would be where it is, but I mean, I'm not going to get it over my voice. Okay. Well, yeah. True. Would you like me to restart? No. You're just very loud. Yeah, funny. Just funny, so people funny. know this, you're yeah. the loud one. Yeah, I'm the loud one. <laughs> I know. As you tell yourself and everybody at work says to you, poor Al. Huh, yeah, poor Al. It is poor Al. It's, I actually started. It's bad though when you say it about yourself to I started me. in my department after poor Al kind of oh. caught on in yours. I started poor Roger the other day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this was like last week because... As Betsy's been out this week. I was going to yeah. say, poor Betsy. <laughs> Last week, every <laughs> Betsy starts complaining. I'm just like, poor Betsy. Or poor, poor I mean, poor Roger. <laughs> well, <laughs> hopefully funny. she hears this because we've actually used her name in this episode. I hope she does, and I hope she's feeling better. She was out all week, so. Well, she'll probably be back before this airs. I'm sure. I'm sure. So. Well, anyway, I think I'm going to kick it off tonight. You're going to kick it off? Yeah. You I'm going to get controversial boots? right off the bat. Oh, your favorite. Crap. I'm going to talk. I'm going to use a word. That's all over the news, everywhere. Coronavirus? I am going to talk about um, a controversy surrounding Corona beer. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You know, before you kick it off, Corona in Latin means crown. And coronavirus has, uh, outside of it, has little shapes that look like a crown. Hence, it's where it's got its name. Yeah. Is that what you're going to talk about? No, I'm going to talk about beer. Oh, okay. I was hoping to ruin your story. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I also wanted people to know that I understand science. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, uh, I drank Corona on a fairly regular basis, probably close to 20 years ago. and it, Not me. At the time, I remember hearing you, you know, you hear rumors and whatever about different things and different beers. You don't ever believe any of them, but there was a From big... From Mexico, you need to put a lime in it. There was a big, big rumor about people in, like the people working in the Corona factory in Mexico were pissing in the beer. I think I remember it's a that. a huge rumor. And it's like, probably why I never drank it. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, I actually, I was kind of just popping around on the internet and I found something on Snopes about it this week. So I'm like, that's kind of cool. Like, this is a real story. Is it Snopes or Snoops? Because I call it's it Snopes. Snoops. Are you it's sure? Snopes. I'm positive. Are you sure? Yes, I'm positive. I've like, been going to their website for 15 years. Like, it's Snopes. Isn't it? How do you spell it? I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I guess I guess it's right here. It is S N O P E S. So like it was Snoopy. Snoops, there'd be two O's. Snoopy Snoops. An O, a consonant, and an E makes the O sound. It'd be double O's if it was Snoops. I know scoops. I, that ran through my head before I started Snopes. my my debate S-N-O-P-E-S. with you, but then I thought of Snoopy with one O. Snoopy's a proper. Blah, 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 you're right, blah, 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 (laughs) carry on. Anyway. Poor Desi. Yeah, all right, yeah, all right. Corona was first exported to the U.S. in the 1970s. 
1986, it ranked as the highest selling imported beer in the country, or second highest selling imported beer in the country. Heineken was first. I knew this because about 20 years ago, I read a book called Beer Wars. <laughs> I wasn't into beer, I guess. I wasn't really into beer either, but I got to... Actually, I didn't read a book. It was one of the first audio books I'd ever listened to. Maybe I should have like let a, off a with that. Dollar store. I don't read. <laughs> <laughs> Even anyway, though I do it for my job and for this. <laughs> the, the book was written by like the grandson of the founder of the company that imported Heineken into the U.S. at the time. So it was kind of an interesting book about beer imports in the, the war. But anyway, uh, hmm. 1987, the company first hears um, about this rumor about urine in their beer. Um, and they hear about it from grocery stores in Nevada that are refusing to carry it because there's urine in their beer. But beer is urine color, so how would anyone really know unless they tasted it and it was nothing but sheer urine? Of course, nobody would really know. And unless it was sheer urine and it had that nice salty taste to it. Corona started losing sales. And <laughs> I'm shocked you didn't even ask me how I knew that. That's actually later on in my story, something <laughs> similar. So anyway, <laughs> um, Corona started suffering from uh, lack of sales because people were you know, hearing the rumor about uh, urine in their beer. So they decided they wanted to do two things. They wanted to, first of all, find out who the hell started this rumor. And second of all, you know, put a stop to it and make sure people don't think people are drinking piss if they're drinking Corona. And amazingly, very quickly, they were able to find out where the rumor started. Where? A Heineken distributor in Reno. That's <laughs> hilarious. You they, should always look towards your competition. Yes. Um, Corona sued them and they settled out of court for some money, and the uh, the distributor uh, distributing Heineken had to run ads saying there's not really piss in Corona. <laughs> Found that there that is in Heineken though. <laughs> now the second thing they wanted to take care of is let's try to stop this rumor. You know, going how do around. you stop a rumor? They spent they millions of dollars. They should just be thankful there was no social media at that time. They should be. What they did was they spent millions of dollars and went to like small budget cable stations. So not your major cable channels, but your smaller budget cable channels. And they would buy like half hour blocks at night to just run infomercials that there's no piss in Corona. There's no piss in Corona. And I don't think that helped because I bet Wait, a lot of people would think, hey, what year why are they happen? telling me this? 87, 88. Okay, because I had insomnia so bad as a child. I literally stayed up all night, all the time, and that's what I did. My mom would wake up when the TV would start because we had the four basic channels going. Yeah. Beep. So she would wake up to that, and I would be like scrounging to try to find the next <laughs> channel that didn't have that. And I never yeah. slept, so I'm shocked. I was going to say, I would have assumed, but... This but wasn't this was, in the yeah, 80s. This, this, was was, 80s. Uh, this was in the late 80s and actually persisted through a large portion of the 90s where they were fighting this rumor until finally... Um, well, I it, remember hearing it in high school. It did start to die off in the late 90s. And by 1999, they were the, the number one selling import beer again in the U.S. Actually, number 10 overall as far as beer sales went in the U.S. So they were able to make that comeback. Um, but it... It's interesting to see how a simple rumor started can just trash your brand. I mean, the the analogy of beer tasting like piss, you hear that a lot. Well, yeah, you hear that about domestic beer. Oh, yeah. It's skunk piss. Yeah, there's like... A, it's th so 
because imported beer, it's more heavier, yeah, it's richer exactly. flavored. So stuff that I would drink, like Coors Light, with some olives in it, because I got to like wean it down a little because I can't stand the taste of beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it. I've always heard people call any domestic beer skunk piss. Yeah. There's a, there's a really famous, it, it got really famous almost 30 years ago, uh, a picture of a horse and it's peeing into a, a barrel that says Coors Light and it's drinking. No, that's my thyroid medication right there. And it's drinking out of a barrel that says Budweiser. So it's just like <laughs> recycling oh, itself. I did, you know, when you hear, I, I've heard, of course, I've heard people say, you know, they'll see me drinking a Coors Light and say I'm drinking, you know. Some form of piss, and my first thought is always, how do you know what that tastes like? But, you know. Don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> but that the the urine problem with Corona got so into the pop culture, it did actually feature, feature as one of the plot threads in an episode of L.A. Law called Urine Trouble. Sir- oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Catchy. In 1989. Funny. But yeah, that's my little story about... Not the coronavirus, but the corona beer and their problem with urine. Fun times, fun times. That was a good one. Yeah. I liked it. And not just because it was talking about beer. Oh, because it was talking about urine? Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. Well, you're in luck. <laughs> <laughs> you're so funny. Poor Desi. <laughs> no, no, no. We are not starting that. Nobody would start that with me. That's a guarantee. That's true. So (laughs) I have no comment. So my first story, I'm going to start with history, move on to a more favorable subject, and then a more favorable fun subject. History is the best subject. No, science is. Mm, I disagree. I like science, but history is better. History never changes. Always does. Always changes. Just depends on who wrote it. No, it just depends on how much older you get. That's true. <laughs> but it's always the same. 9-11 will always be 9-11. That's true. It's just, it's not history. Well, now it's history to us, but it wasn't at one point. No, at one point it was definitely present. So, history will, doesn't change. Textbooks might change it, but it still happened the way it happened. Science, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. all over the place. So my first story is actually about the uh, Pavagalia Islands. Don't know if you've ever heard no, of them. No, I, I don't think I have. It's part of Italy. Um, Venice government runs it, okay. owns it. Um these were constructed on a permanent fortification belt by the Viet... I can never say it like this, like Vietn- Vietian government. <laughs> I know, Venetian? I know! Venetian? Yes. yes. Okay. think of the hotel, the Venetian, in Vegas. N- never heard of it. Oh, okay. I've been to Vegas three times and I've never heard of it. Okay. And if I have, I couldn't pronounce it. I'm really good at pronouncing things. I think you our are, listeners. You are like the best pronouncer I know, in the world. I think our listeners, if they haven't figured this out by now. <laughs> you pronunciate things better than anybody I know. I do pronunciate <laughs> things really well. 
That was like one of the words that you hated that I used to say <laughs> when we first got together. Yes. I pronunciate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. I pronounce and I enunciate all, all at once. <laughs> I pronunciate. I thought it was a good combination of the words. Anyways, Desi Dictionary is not on the table tonight. Okay. Okay. Although I do have one of those. Anyways, um, from 1793 to 1814, this was this island was used as a plague quarantine stationed or station. Um, one of many of the islands in the lagoon. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> there's many things. There's a big history to this. This is kind of why I'm bringing the island. Why I'm bringing it up. Okay. Um, The tiny island is said to have hosted over 1,600 infected souls living out their final days and hours there. And the locals or the location of the island has or is small and easily missed. Okay. So even before the whole plague thing, I was reading elsewhere. um, I had two different articles that people in Italy would hide from, like, Ulrich the Goth and um, Attila the Hud. Okay. So because of the fact that it was an island and so small that it wasn't easily detected. So it was a good place to hide. Good place to hide. Not so great place to hide if it's full of people with the plague, but (laughs) good place to hide. But it was a good place where they dumped the bodies and they quarantined people, even if it was, like, a minor little illness. Mm. Um, the island eventually was also used by Napoleon, okay. not dynamite. Napoleon. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he used the island for storing weapons there, and the location was discovered, and many small battles took place as the island claimed even more lives. If you look at a picture of the island, there's like mm-hmm. an octagon shape, um, like right off the island. It's like a little moat. It's not a moat, though. It's... It's okay. part of the sea that's in between there. But it's an octagon that was built there. Okay. Yeah. And it was there as a fort for war. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, a little little like fortification out in front of the island with another little island. So yeah. It's like three islands total because right behind here is another island. Okay. So it's like Oak Island. It just doesn't yeah. look like an elephant and there's an octagon there. <laughs> Okay. okay. I like to make things up a little. People will see the picture and be like, this does not look like Oak Island. If anyone follows Oak Island. So, um, in 1922, a mental hospital was opened. And local legend says that one doctor at the hospital tortured and killed many of his patients. Uh-oh. Are we um, haunted too? <laughs> butchering them horribly. <laughs> horribly. Um, only to later die by falling from or possibly being thrown off of the bell tower there. So the hospital closed in 1968 and the ruins are still there, slowly being reclaimed by the Greens. Mm -hmm. And yes, I mean, with an old mental asylum. It would be be a great haunted location. It's haunted according to locals. And then um, the ghost hunters and paranormal investigators have actually been here to do an investigation. Um, Nobody is allowed on the island at all because you're just not. You will be thrown in jail if you go here. I imagine it's not a place they want people to go. That would make (laughs) sense. Um, 
in nine or 2014, it was um because of the rapid declining economy that was worldwide. Mm -hmm. Italy was placing the island and four other pieces of prime real estate up for auction, but they were not able to sell it. They did get somebody to bid on it, but it was way under the asking price. So they didn't sell it. I I didn't look to see if it was still for sale, but I wonder because this is like, six years ago okay maybe so. maybe not i mean they've kind of rebound italy's economy rebounded a little bit europe's doing pretty well maybe they, they don't need it, it anymore maybe they're gonna you know store the controversial patients there because italy's <laughs> got a big outbreak right now so so um in 2016 five people from colorado were rescued by italian fighter fighters after they decided to spend the night on the famous haunted island um the location of the upcoming movie the plague doctor. So this is okay. going over yeah. after the doctor, the I'd like horrible to see a doctor. Mo- I'd like to see a movie about that. That'd be kind of cool. They researched the island through, or they reached the island through a water taxi and decided to stay the night. But soon as as soon as dark took over, the presence started to haunt them, and they started screaming. Somebody heard it and called the authority, and then they were rescued. Okay. So, um. But yeah, that hmm. I don't know if there's a movie out, but I'm assuming if we look up something, did I say? Oh, the plague doctor. If yeah. we Google the plague doctor, I'm sure. we could see this. That's cool. That's cool. I don't know if I want to watch. I've it. always been always intrigued by kind of abandoned places like that, and like I've always been intrigued by abandoned places and things. And there was a house. There were two houses where I grew up where you grew up, mm-hmm. um, one right behind my dad's house. The road was blocked off. Somebody now owns it, and they tore down the old house. Okay. But <laughs> we would be back there, and the place was very in rough shape on the outside, but when you'd peer through the windows, it was, like, preserved. Hmm. It was crazy, but you couldn't walk in it because it was like the floors were ready to yeah. cave and stuff like that, so... And there was another house right on the corner of two main highways, not far from where I grew up. It was almost midsection between your grandparents' house and my dad's. Okay. So, so yeah. Yeah, cool, cool. That was always intriguing as a teenager to go go somewhere and trespass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a number of abandoned houses in the area that, as a kid, I would me and my buddies would bike to, and we'd... Claim them as a fort and hang out of them for a while until somebody came and tore them down and stuff like that. So, something we did a lot of. I always thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, me too. Me too. But apparently it's trespassing. <laughs> oh, of course it is trespassing <laughs> and I don't advise anybody to do it, but you know, kids are kids and we weren't really hurting anybody. We weren't hurting anybody. We were just on somebody's property that did not want us there. Yep, so. yep. All right, my next story would not surprise me one bit if you know every piece of information I'm about to give you. Ooh, I could probably tell the story then. What is it? Also it also wouldn't surprise me if you know some of it, maybe misknow some of it, because sometimes you get, sometimes you know how the world works. It's like, oh, I know how this goes, but that's eh, not really how that goes. That happens a lot. And then I'm with going, everybody. do I even know anything? Yeah, yeah. So, but I'm going to talk about something that the, how I found, first thing I want to talk about is how I found this story. 
Okay. The first paragraph of a paragraph of this story that caused me to do other research to make sure everything I was reading was correct reminded me of you. I'm a little intrigued but scared all at the same time. Just going to read the first paragraph. This is an article <laughs> on a, a website called Organic, organicvalley.coop. And this is just the first paragraph of an article. Are it we goes, talking about pesticides? Okay, no. go. It was my mom who first suggested to me that an ideal grocery shopping list organize its contents by position in the store. Grouping, for instance, the produce <gasps> together, the refrigerated items together, and the shelf-stable items together in order to maximize efficiency. That is exactly how you make grocery lists, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't really have anything to do with the story, but that's how it caught my eye. <laughs> but I will ask you, where are you going before so you know I make what, the yeah, list? so you know how to make the list. Well, the reason it's in this story is the person who wrote this story went and spent some time in Europe. And was very thrown off walking down one of the dry good aisles and finding the eggs. That's because eggs, if they're not processed, they don't have to be refrigerated. Processed is a good word for it. There is an actual thing that's done. And, it, and there's a clean. reason for it. And it depends on the country you're in. Um, which is what, the store, what I'm going to talk about is why do we refrigerate our eggs? And most countries in Europe <laughs> Me and my not. mom got in an argument about this, so... Please, I will make sure she listens <laughs> to this episode. And she's like, you can't eat them if they've been sitting out. Yes, you can, Mom. You can. Um, Europe, or not Europe, excuse me. Um, U.S., Japan, and Australia are, and some other spots throughout Europe, but very few are known for, we refrigerate our eggs. In the U.S., we refrigerate our eggs because we have to. The reason we have to is because it is law in the U.S. If you have a food product that touches any type of feces, it has to be washed before it is sold. Processing it. Exactly. So because eggs Didn't come I just in, say yes, that too? because eggs come in contact with chicken poop, they have to be washed according to U.S. law. Washing an egg removes the cuticle, the outside hardened mm -hmm. layer which pr would protect it from things like salmonella. <laughs> Mom, I hope you're listening because I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> now, there is a major debate on which way is the better way to do it. Now, in the U.S., we wash our eggs, so we have to refrigerate them because that cuticle is removed. In Europe, they do not wash their eggs. That cuticle is not removed. They can store them on the shelf. But in Europe, average shelf life of an egg is 21 days. In the U.S., it's 45 that's because we're, we're refrigerating, refrigerating it. And one of the biggest reasons we have stayed on track doing this is because of the distance our food has to travel. A lot longer than Europe because our food comes from further away. Well, it's a huge ours, country. not so much, Not necessarily but other ours, states, but I mean, in this country, a lot like of places, New food's got to travel I'm a sure. long way. So Nevada. it needs to be able to survive a long time before it gets to you. So I thought that was really interesting that it was, because I didn't know. I knew that, you know, there were cultures where you didn't refrigerate your eggs. I didn't understand why. It's because you processed and them. And it, it was because the whole washing and it, it all came down to the, in this country, to the law that says you can't sell food if it's touched feces and didn't get washed. I didn't know that. It's, I, I it had told my sister one time too, if you buy in the United States, mm -hmm. Uh, store-bought egg opposed to 
uh, egg from somebody you know who mm-hmm. has yeah. fe- grass-fed chickens mm-hmm. and does not use antibiotics on mm-hmm. them and all that, hormones, if you drop the egg from the store, you're most likely going to have to clean oh, it yeah. up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're, they're very thin shells because of the hormones and, and the antibiotics. And, and, and the washing. Not even the hormones or antibiotics, just the fact... Of spraying and washing it removes no. that cuticle. That's that is what that is, that is not the biggest why it thing cracks, I looked into. Though. Maybe not why it cracks, but that is why it is the, as the as, shell is thinner because of hormones and of yeah. antibiotics. I'm not arguing the that the home, shell is the home ones thinner. The home ones. Some people will wash the eggs for people. Yeah. Some, if you just most people will wash it unless you say you don't need to wash it. Yeah. Then they won't. Um. And if one they of do the that girls we work you, with, she, <laughs> one of the girls we work with, um, if you drop one of the eggs, I, well, my sister used to live next to somebody who would sell mm-hmm. eggs too. We were buying them, and I said, if you drop that, you could probably drop it a couple times yeah. before it actually cracks open. Yeah, she was amazed because she was like, "Oh, psh, whatever." And the first time it happened, she actually was like, yeah, that actually happened. I was really shocked. It didn't even crack it. I'm like, that's because yep. there is a thicker shell on it. There is. There because is. they are not pumped full of all the hormones and antibiotics mm-hmm. that big farms have to do. And I understand that yes. the farms need to at least use the antibiotics because we have stuff like SARS now mm-hmm. going around. And it's to help prevent stuff like that because you have hundreds of chickens one sick they're mm-hmm. all gonna get it yep actually in my research in this i read about the two like big the big thing they were trying to prevent and still are trying to prevent is salmonella spreading with with eggs and salmonella scares living daylights out of me even and there's two ways an egg can get infected with salmonella it is either a the mother the chicken had salmonella or b the chicken pooped on the egg <laughs> which is comes back down to why we wash our eggs but in europe they don't because if you don't wash the eggs it keeps the cuticle on there and the egg doesn't get infected so it, it, it it's a toss-up about which way which culture has a better way of doing it they i don't both think work either one well. is a better way it's just you have to weigh the pros and cons yeah. and there's different like i said with the distance and stuff it's different situations for different different you know cultures and What's going on if you're and that's that's pretty much food doesn't where, have to travel very is, far like they say you can get through europe in a day yeah. travel all of europe in a day yeah you can barely you get across our state do in a that day. in minnesota <laughs> yeah. or not minnesota in, in the united in the states yeah. you said our state and it yeah. threw me off yep i'm but blaming you for that i just thought it was interesting looking into the egg and in, in the different cultures and how they how they and i totally knew that i knew you would know it i knew you would know it <laughs> But I still found it interesting. And like I said, that the opening line of the article is what made me say, I have to like look into this further. Cause it was almost like it was when, like you. Like you the, remember the day you and, came up to me and you were like, do check-ins have sex? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes. Why? Because I don't even remember. You guys were discussed. Some, you were know. discussing it or something. You had to come ask me, do they actually have sex? And I'm like. Yes, they do. And that was because of the, I think people think of like frogs. Well, you think of any, a lot of things with eggs, fish, eggs fish don't out, have sex. They lay an egg and then, frogs. then they're fertilized afterwards, yep. you know. And I think that's where people think of it with chickens. But it, the thing is, is a chicken can have an egg, but there's not going to be a baby in there. Yeah. Unless there is. Unless it's been fertilized. A rooster. Yeah. Well, most 
differently if there's yeah. a rooster. Yeah. So, yeah, they do. Cool, cool. <laughs> so everybody's learned now two things. I've never been around a chicken in my life. So. We had them. I think I talked about that on another episode. So. Yeah, when I brought up the headless chicken. Mm-hmm. I was talking about when oh, I right, was growing chicken. up yep. with chickens and my mom had a dull axe. Never chop chicken's head off with the dull axe, ladies and gentlemen. Doesn't work. It doesn't work very well. And then you feel horrible because you're torturing the animal at that point. Yep. So, okay. My next story, I think you're going to find intriguing and you might actually know a little bit about this. Okay. So, Leonardo da Vinci's manuscript... Okay. Do you know anything about that in Maybe a connection a with Bill Gates? Maybe a little. I don't actually I don't know about any connection with Bill Gates, no. Okay, so Bill Gates bought uh where's the name of it? Uh one of his manuscripts, Codex Lichester, um, for thirty point eight million dollars. Is this the one that has like the flying machine in it? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. He used it as a screensaver for Windows. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. So um, Bill Gates bought this. It is now the second um, most expensive paid for manuscript out there. Okay. Or book, whichever you would like to call mm-hmm. it. With the book, though, Bill Gates, most people, when they buy a book, it usually goes into a company's collection. Mm-hmm. So... He had a different idea with this. Um, he used it for the Windows OS to use um, for users a glimpse into the manuscript. Okay. So he scanned every page of the manuscript and you were able to buy it, a digital, like mm-hmm. a CD-ROM back in the yeah. day. And you were able to get the whole manuscript on that. Cool. So... um his manuscript or Da Vinci's manuscript turned out to be a collection of wallpaper and screensavers available to any Windows users. And it started off on Windows 95. Okay. And then they did put it on 98 and Windows Me, but you're not able to get it on any other operating mm. system after that. Um, mm. Unless you have the CD-ROM. Okay. Which apparently the CD-ROM is a collectible if you have it. Oh, I can imagine, for so sure. So not only is this Da Vinci's manuscript a collectible, but, so is the CD but now ROM this that, CD-ROM that is. Yep. And I was actually watching a video. Um, Bill Gates was talking about Da Vinci. He was left-handed, mm-hmm. and I'm left-handed. So when I write, you don't have this problem, but if you're writing with pencil or something that smudges, mm-hmm. your hand gets dirty because you write yes. right to left. I don't have the problem, but yes. Da Vinci wrote left to right. So he did not have to. Interesting. Uh-huh. So not only when Bill Gates was trying to translate it into English for people, mm-hmm. which he has done, um, he also has reversed it so it goes right to so left. Right to left so you can read it. Cause exactly. Because you have to read left to And right. into English. Hmm. So it was kind of interesting. He kind of was talking about it's like a mirror image. So if you do it like this and the computer will flip Mm -hmm. it. And I'm like, wow, like very smart guy. (laughs) So, but he wanted to share it with the world. Such an interesting time, like from Windows 1 or Windows 3.1, which was probably the first time most people ever saw it, to to that Windows 98. In In that period of time in the computer world, 
it's very interesting just how things like this were be able to be able digitally recreated and stuff. And, um, you know, first time I ever saw an encyclopedia that wasn't, you know, 30 books long. It was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. A, just a B. <laughs> we had one when I was a kid and it was just like the world book encyclopedia and it's like so every report you wrote was the same you know sentence about a whatever we only could afford a couple of the books so my parents picked the more common letters r s and t (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) we probably wouldn't have had any but my uh, my step-grandmother was a a salesperson for world book so we literally were not allowed to say the word britannica in my house it was that's hilarious considered a swear word (laughs) i remember you telling me about that one time we didn't have encyclopedias. I think there was something, but this was after it was the ABC. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like in three books. Because okay. I know we had something, but I can't remember exactly what it was. Okay. Hmm. Encyclopedia salesman. What a job. What a job. No, my favorite <laughs> was the Electrolux guy when he come over salesman. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Suck up the three heavy metal balls. And I you're like, the- wow. Oh, and then you're vacuuming and it's like, it can't even pick up a piece of lint. What's going on? And then you get the butter knife out to try to clear out the hose. That was always wonderful. My mom about once a year would call the Kirby, the local Kirby guy in town and have him come over for a demonstration so he could fucking want, so he could vacuum the carpet in the living room. Because <laughs> he would do one room for free <laughs> if you came over and let him oh demo the, the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> That's horrible. It's amazing. What an amazing time. Anyway, was that was that your story? Is that, it? that was my I story. I was kind of shocked you didn't know that because you're you're no, the tech I guy. I did not know that. I did not know that. And I've heard you talk about Bill Gates mm-hmm. before. So oh, yeah. anyway, my my final story is how I am going to save the world. You're going to save the world. I'm going to play a role. Well, you then, might be able to too. Let me tell you. Well, you, then you can play a role too. I will let you for sure. I'm going to play a role. I'm not going to be the leader. Well, no, we're going to do things like we're going to cure Alzheimer's. Well, we need to, otherwise I'm going to lose my mind because I'm on the fast track. We're going to help battle heart disease. I'm definitely on the fast track for that. And it's all uh, thanks to some research being done that has found that the gassy rotten egg smell of flatulence might be able to cure Alzheimer's and really help with heart disease. You know what? I'm cured. <laughs> I am cured. And so are you. Yes. Thanks yes. to me. <laughs> Thanks to me. And just when I even, this is probably too much information for everybody, but I don't even care. Today I walked out of the bathroom and normally I'm like 40, 45 minute. Today I'm like, don't go in there for about two to three hours. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, the gas behind the putrid stench, which is present in both offensive-smelling flatulence and rotten eggs, is known as hydrogen sulfide, and it's highly toxic in large quantities. How do you get that? I don't know. <laughs> but um, Professor Matt Whiteman at the University of Exeter, Exeter Medical School explained that when a cell becomes stressed by disease, they produce tiny... Well, quantities of hydrogen sulfide highly stressed yeah so it's stress that causes this maybe <laughs> um, uh well hold on hold on wait no. when what the comes cell highly? becomes stressed when a How cell becomes cell stressed, become stressed they produce tiny quantities of hydrogen sulfide and this is because the gas helps sustain mitochondria which is the powerhouse of a cell and in turn keep the cell alive so the 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 gas the gassy smell actually helps keep cells alive and can and has been shown through the research 
that when patients have been given small doses of the smell, it has helped revitalize some cells that were dying given and causing doses of the <laughs> smell. How do you give somebody a dose of the smell? You have hydrogen sulfate in some sort of container and open it under their nose. <laughs> so they're not injected with they're the smell. They're not injected with the smell. No, okay, they're literally That was a little confusing to me. Or this is in pill form? They are literally <laughs> like, smelling the smell. <laughs> so when was this article? Because I remember this a is from South Park episode from San Francisco. They were in San Francisco and everybody was smelling their farts because no, they'll I live did. longer. I, watch, I did not watch South Park, but maybe this is wrong. I watched it when I was younger, younger, and this was kind of getting to an age where I'd see it every now and then, but I wouldn't like go out of my mm -hmm. way to watch it type thing if it was on and I was there. Hey, South Park's on. I'm going to take and. Watch it. Mm -hmm. I had my, me and my grandma watched episode together <laughs> when I was down visiting her, and she Fine. laughed so hard. I was like so embarrassed about what they were talking about too. That's she funny. thought it was the funniest thing. But yeah, there was an episode where they were talking about um, people from San Francisco were ruining the environment because of their gas. Okay, but yet. They were farting and smelling because it was healthy for healthy them. For them, well, maybe that you know, maybe this has something to do with that. And same research, maybe it was around the same time. It was the craziest episode, but this this. But I just thought that. it was amazing that you know rotten egg smelling farts could help with Alzheimer's. That's amazing. Well, I will have to start sitting in the bathroom longer on them <laughs> days. <laughs> Not only do I have the gene, but. I'm having trouble remembering, honey. Come here. Sometimes <laughs> I worry myself about it. So, but my last story was this traffic jam was stuck in Belgium forest for 70 years. So, holy cow. I printed off the lovely pictures. This looks like something out of some, like, Horror zombie film? movie where like the world was taken over and people just Funny, left their cars sitting there because the spooky apocalypse images is first sentence are not scenes from walking dead, walking dead yeah. they are actually from one of the biggest car junkyards in the world the uh i'm gonna end up saying this word wrong but you know go figure <laughs> no way the well it has a strong accent it's french well it's in belgium but it's french yeah, word uh the shelton Chatillion Car Graveyard, Belgium. Okay. So, urban legend is these vintage cars were left behind by U.S. soldiers from World War II who could not ship them back to the U.S. Okay. So, they decided to hide them in the forest until they could come back and retire them. Or retrieve them. Sorry. Uh, the locals disagree and say that they're abandoned. This abandoned place is simply an old car dump of vehicles made after world war ii which i'm reading that and I'm, i had to reread it i'm like well if it was made after world war ii wasn't it because all these u.s soldiers <laughs> yeah. left them there after world war ii maybe but it is I weird it looks like a road judge. like it looks like these things are on a road like and just stopped and got out like everybody just stopped driving yep that's insane like so, that's seriously, I've seen at least a dozen movies in my life that have a picture that looks almost exactly like that. 
I'm not sure if the cars are still there to this day. Um, Most of the cars were stolen, removed by locals, and sold for scrap money due to environmental issues. Um, The frozen traffic jam was cleared in 2010. But there were four graveyards like this, so I don't know if all four were cleared out. So they may have been, and especially with the economy and everything, Mm. we, we all know here in the United States... Metal went yeah. up in price, and yep. everybody was bringing everything. Strip everything you can find yep. and bring it in. Yep, yep, yep. So, but mm. that's my last story. So, if anybody's ever in Belgium, if it's still there, definitely go check it out, or at least come to the website and see what it has, because there's old Volkswagens on here. It looks like we have some fair. Would they have Fairlanes in Belgium? A Ford vehicle? I don't know. I, I really have no either. idea what when d- we started sending cars oh, over there. Oh, it's Mr. Bean's little car, that little blue thing down yep. there on the bottom. Yep. It's the Bean Mobile. What are those cars? I don't know. I don't know. It's the Bean Mobile. <laughs> Mr. Bean. Anyway, if you liked any of the stories you heard and would like to comment on any of them, you can always send us an email. Uh, we like emails at uh, outlandishoutcasts at gmail.com. Otherwise, you can come to our Facebook page, leave a comment. You can share it with your social media friends. Well, not only on Facebook, but Instagram and Twitter, too. But come to Facebook at Outlandish Outcasts Podcasts. You can come to Outlandish Casts on Twitter, and you can follow us and do like our son does and share us there, because he shares it every week. He doesn't (laughs) share it every week. He missed a couple weeks, but he usually does. And then, if anything... Go to Instagram. I like to share the pretty pictures from Instagram. I I do my best. But go to Instagram at Outlandish Podcasts. Cool, cool. Otherwise, you can always go to the website, outlandishoutcast.com, or give us a rate or a review on whatever platform you are listening to this podcast on. Yes. And subscribe. Yes. Rate, review, subscribe, and share. Tell me what you want us to talk about. Give us ideas. (laughs) Give us some ideas. I'd love to know what you guys think. Or what you find interesting. Yes, yes. And in in, in the week ahead, just know that you can, you know, you can cure disease with flatulence. You can (laughs) (laughs) come out of the bathroom and be like, hey, honey, two to three hours. Just go sit in there for 15 minutes. Cure it all. Exactly. And in the meantime, have a great week, everybody. (laughs) Bye. Bye.